Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Deeper Waters podcast by the Scottish Girls. I always love looking forward to these interview episodes, and today I have a pretty good friend on uh, from my church at college, uh, from Pentecostal Dayton. Uh, I have one other person on here, uh, Tito Ashimwe, but today I'll let him introduce himself. So go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. Hello. Uh, my name is Samuel Cesarano, and I just want to say it's an honor and privilege to be able to be on this podcast today. I'm looking forward to what's going to happen and the words that are going to be spoken today. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. So if you don't, if you never heard of Samuel, he is a, probably one of the most humble guys I've ever met, first of all. But secondly, the anointing man. So today we'll be talking about some stuff with the Kenya Wanda ministry. I know some stuff he hasn't mentioned. I know for the ALJC, he also helps for, is it over all of Ohio or is Ohio it district, P7. Ohio district and P7 and CMI. So he helps coordinate that as well. So he is doing a lot of great things for the kingdom of God on the local and even on the regional level. And then of course, if you pray, you, you're making an impact period. Yes, so absolutely. It's not all about the titles, but he is a man of honor. So just before we go too deep into the episode, I just want to ask you if there's anything that you've had a passion about in your life recently or anything that you've been studying or have a burden for just recently in your studies and prayer life. All right. Well, I just want to start off by saying thank you for having me here today. It's an honor to be on this podcast. Um, when I first got into the ministry, it was around 2017. And as you was mentioning about being a P7 director, I think all my ministry, it all started with P7. Like I was back in 2018, I believe I went to a rally. Uh, Brother David Ivey, the, uh, over, he's over P7 all over LJC. And then we had a great rally that night. I went to the altar and I prayed. I said, God, what do you want me to do in my school? And as I prayed that night, I just felt a burden come to my heart about P7. And I feel like all my ministry, where I'm at now, it all started with me reaching my students in classes and everything. So be P7, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of P7. Uh, P7 has a big part of my heart. So I started back in 2018. I started having P7 clubs and everything. And, and it just made me fall in love with people. It made me fall in love right. with students that I was going to school with. Because instead of seeing them as students, I seen them as people, as souls. You know, yes. they're they going to have eternity. They're going to spend eternity somewhere. So with me, it all started with P7 because my youth pastor, or former youth pastor, would always say that if a young man feel called to preach, they should start a P7 club because they're going to be teaching every week and yes. reaching the schools and everything. So with my ministry, I would say it all started with P7 back in 2018 when I started reaching the students. I had three of my best friends that they love playing basketball. I play basketball with them all the time. And we had a great P7 rally one night and they came and they they got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And, yeah. and we have some uh, of some few that received the gift of the Holy Ghost because of P7. So P7, I would say that's where really my ministry been at. And I feel that like it's going to continue with just loving people that you see every day. Because even the students I've seen every day, I started seeing them different. And it made me yes. fall in love with the God and the Word of God and me reaching them. So I would say it all started back in 2018 when I started P7 Club. Yes, that is amazing. And even just as you're talking about, like when you first came, but also just getting involved with P7. I know that's right. something that we've talked about even from the very beginning right. season of this podcast when yes. Elijah was even on a co-host. And it's, for one, doing P7 is just, all right. it, it'll teach you it the does. ups and downs, you know, all of that. But Absolutely. also just what you were saying about love and also, just being a discipleship oh, in daily yeah. life, you know, you're right. just talking about basketball. Yeah. You can be the way you live your life. I think that's Absolutely. one thing. Like, Amen. Christ 
to live is Christ. Like right. that is to live. Right. If you're not doing something for Christ, what are you doing? Right, right. <laughs> like good. even if you at work, that's still a place to witness when right. you at school, when you on the court. Oh yeah, everywhere. I mean, I know yeah. a lot of people. There's some people from this church who yeah. found out about it through the course. Absolutely, absolutely. So, absolutely. I just love what you said there, and even about love. I know even people who are hard to love. Yeah. It's there's a reason why they act right. the way they act. Oh yeah. There's certain circumstances, but even then, yeah. like certain circumstances right. that God can meet right. them there. Yeah. So it's just like you being that light. Right. Just has a Absolutely. profound impact. So just the love. Absolutely. So just moving right along, what would you say is the story of Samuel Cesarano? Maybe a testimony, backstory, anything that you feel comfortable just right. telling people about how God's been good in your life. All right. Wherever point in life you want to start from. All right. Well, I'm probably gonna take you guys back then, if that's okay. I'm probably yes. not gonna, you know, keep being long at it. But I came in America back in 2011. Me and my family live in a place called Wanda. And, you know, I was born there. You know, yes, raised I've up in there. Yes. And then, so we came in America in 2011. Where what happened was my dad came to me first, and I think there was like, like a job opportunity for him to be a part of. So he came first, and maybe my family, my mom, and my siblings. I have seven siblings, and you know, we stayed back home, and my dad came yeah. here. So we came in 2011, and my dad came in 2007. So there was about like four years or so without my dad. You know, without seeing him every day. So we came to America in 2011, and we came and we found dad here. And you know, I feel like. All of that is because there was a reason why God was doing it. You know, as a young man, you know, you can't really imagine where you're going to be at. You know, you yes. move slow with your parents. You know, if your parents move, you probably have to yes. move. It's not like <laughs> you don't get much own, say. Right. It's not like you're all your own man. You do what you want. So we coming to America, I feel like that's probably one of the greatest things that ever happened because I felt like there was more open doors. You know, I grew up in a Christian home. My dad is a, a, a Methodist pastor. Methodist. Yes. A Methodist pastor. Yes. So uh, I grew up in a Christian home, you know, gospel music and everything, but I wasn't really in love with God. You know, I was just attending. My dad is a pastor. My mom sings in the choir. My sister's in the choir. They're all involved. And I'm just there because I was young. I kind of loved God, but I didn't love him the way I do now. So I felt like we coming to America in 2011 helped my relationship with God grow deeper because I started attending the Pentecostal of Dane back in 2017. And we came 2011. So from that moment, I just started falling in love with God more. I seen God in a different way than I did as a young, as a young child. So I feel like uh, the biggest thing about my life is God bringing me to America and, and making me, you know, be part of this great church that preaches truth. And, you know, that opened my eyes and I just started falling in love with God. So I feel like the biggest impact that have ever happened to me would be me coming to America. Because I feel like if I wouldn't ever came here, then I wouldn't really know the truth. Yes. But sometimes God would just bring somebody from, you know, nowhere or somebody from so far. And God would just bring him for his glory yes. and, to, you know, to be used by God. So I feel like me coming here and this opportunity open for me and me getting to know God and getting to know you guys and everything. I feel like God just always has a way. You know, he's always making a way and it's just for us to walk through it. So I feel like the biggest impact was me coming here. Yes, and I just want to pause right there too because congratulations to Mr. American Cesarano. (laughs) It's an honor. I know, I waited until Tita, I was just talking to him before the podcast. I waited until Tita goes, it's not intentional at all. I actually planned on having a while before that. Um, But Yes, congratulations to that. I know, just remember in my history classes, right. and anybody who's done this exercise in history class, yes. they, they give you the test that right. you got to do yes. and the stuff you got to 
people who grew up here did not right. they would have been kicked out. They'd be like, get up <laughs> right. out of here, you're not right. American. Right. I don't even know if I'm American after that time. <laughs> right. You guys don't really have to study for exactly. it. Exactly. You know? right. like we, when we come, we have to like study to get it. Yeah, so there's stuff that you, you right. just almost never would use. Yeah. Right. So it's big honor for that. Right. Yeah. Massive honor. I'm honest. And I'm we're honest. very happy to have you. Just yes, period. Yes, period. Sir. It's Glad been to be great here. to see you. It's an honor. So... About the different ministries you've gotten involved in, I know you've talked about P7 a little bit, yes. but how did that come about? How did the Kenya Wander ministry here come mm-hmm. about? All the different ministries that you're involved in, how right. exactly did it come about? All right. So, th- again, this is going back. I feel like I always go back just to bring you where I'm at yes. now. But when I started preaching, it was around 20, I believe I preached my first sermon back in 2017. You know, pastor okay. told me to get up and, and testify for like five, ten minutes. And I got up and, and they told me I did a good job, preparing more things to say and everything. And, and I just started praying about it. I said, God, what do you really want me to do? And I felt, Ooh, the, call of, I felt like the call of God to preach. You know, they had me testify. I read scriptures and everything. And, and, and pastor said, you did a good job. man. I, he said, I want you to pray and see what God really wants you to do in life. And I just started praying and said, you know, first of God, I felt the call of God to preach so when i first started preaching i started preaching in english yes. i never in, imagined me preaching in my language actually when i first started preaching because my first sermon was in english my second one was in english and all my sermons that i write even now is english so me is like and then when the can when ministry came in there was a time that i started praying for my family you know you get you yes. get so busy caught up in preaching and everything that you forget what really matters your family yes. matters so i started praying for my family and as i started praying for them you know i realized that they don't really speak a lot of english like i do and if i still have this language in me that i speak what i was born with why yeah. not use the every to tongue, preach to, every right? nation every time the bible says go to you to all the word and preach the gospel to every creature so it's like this gospel that we have in english we have to realize that they can be you know i since i on social media i've seen like spanish ministries and or all different ministry africans and you know all these different ministries and i love it yes. because when we get to heaven we're not just going to see this one kind of group there. What's going to happen yes. in heaven, you're going to see all type of group worshiping every God. Every tongue and worshiping God because that's what it is. So when I started praying about that, I started, God started speaking to me, Samuel, you can still speak King Edwana. You try to give some sermons in there so you can be able to reach your family in a deeper way that they can understand. So I just started praying about it and I talked to my pastor and everything. He said, it would, it would actually be good for you to invite your family because, you know, sometimes even when they came to like uh, American services, they really could understand every word. So my yes. pastor thought it was a good idea for us to start having African services. And that's when me and Brother Tito comes in and I start preaching in Kinyadwanda, where my Kinyadwanda is not very fluent like English because yes. all my sermons that I preach are in English. So for me to actually translate it like Kinyadwanda was kind of hard, but yes. I realized that if I just give it to God, God can turn it around for good and yes. everything. Because in the Bible, the Bible says that Moses had a list he couldn't really talk right but when he decided to give that to God God turned it around for good so I realized that even if my sermons are in English if I try to actually turn it around for Kenya Gwanda God can use that for good and I remember we had our first African service I believe back in 2019 my whole family was there my dad was there which is a pastor Methodist my mom was there and the first service my dad had his hand lifted up and he was worshiping Jesus my mom was running the altar like she about to get the Holy Ghost and my sister was kneeling down and praying and at that moment see my family pray I said this about to be something good that's gonna come out of this and I believe that's what the ministry was birthed it started with prayer with me saying praying God what do you want me to do with my family and it's Mm. the same you can still speak so why not use what you can and what you have for my glory and when I started you know praying 
found about that, I realized that that's a ministry that God wants to birth in me and all of my family. So me seeing my family pray that night at the altar made me realize this is about to be a great ministry for me to reach people all around, not just my family, but for those people that speak in Guana and different because the Bible says go ye to all the world and reach all those people you can. Yes. I believe that's where the ministry began that. Yes, that is so awesome. And I know it's been an amazing experience yes. to be a part right. of that and you for have, the past few years. You guys helped too with music and yes. everything. Yes, and so. it's been nice to see different people come out. And too, you know, I, I know I've seen Spanish. Yes. Personally, I'm involved right. with um, ASL. Yes. That's important. It is and important. And it's important Very to important. make sure that you are reaching out to every. Oh, yeah. If you have people in your area, yeah, everything that's you know, I know there yeah. ain't. It's not necessarily Rwandans right. everywhere. Right. But whoever's in your area, maybe there's Germans in your area, right. maybe there's Chinese in your right. area. I think it is important Very not important. only that you but that you take the time to invest yes. and get that ministry. I right. know personally at our church, um our at home it's Spanish. Yes. And we didn't even have nobody at right. our church that really spoke Spanish, but we stepped out in right. faith and oh, now yeah. we have some right. coming in. Come in that right. are able. So yeah. just what you're saying there. You and then two the other thing outside of the importance of just having ministries for right. every tongue, every nation, yes. everybody, especially for the ones that are in your area. Yes. They're right there. Right there. People, there's people. It's not just right. only English speaking people. Right. There's always somebody always. somewhere. Always. But the other thing is, too, I'm starting to notice a theme. I'm right. starting to notice a theme. For one, you talked a lot about love. Yes. And two, you talked about a lot about prayer. Yes. And first of all, talking about, you know, you can be in church. You yes. can be growing up in a Christian oh, home yeah. or whatever, but yeah. it's a whole different thing when you different. first, in order to love other people first, you got to learn to right. to love Con- God for right. yourself. God. And yeah. once you really got that connection, then you were able. And I right. know we've talked about all this season on right. this podcast. You guys are probably tired of me talking about <laughs> John 15 and 14, John 14 and 15. Yes. All of first John talk about what the love of God oh, is yeah. yes. to obey him. And really beyond that, just to trust him and to connect with him right. in the first place. Yes. And that goes into that other point we were talking about with prayer. Yeah. He prayed about the ministry. Yes. He prayed about his calling. Right. He prayed prayer. about all of this stuff. Right. All the things of God. Our birth and prayer. Yes, All those things. Prayer is, it's not even just prayer. Prayer is right. power. Prayer it is, power. is the, it it's does. not a prayer room. It's a power room. Right. Because that's exactly where the power fell. Yes. He said, wait and tarry, tarry until right. you are endued with power. With power. And they yes. prayed. And it wasn't, it wasn't no, oh, Jesus, thank you, thank yeah. you. Uh, amen. And then they left. No, right. they tarried. They, tarried. they pressed. Right. They waited. Even That's maybe long suffered. Because oh, yeah. patience and long suffering right. are not the same thing. Sometimes you got to push through some yeah, pain. Sometimes you got to push that's through some good. suffering. But that's when that's where stuff is birthed. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where ministry so, is Just talking about all that. Prayer is so important. It really is. It humbles you. It helps you to be who God is, right. and for you to know. Yeah, for you to know what you're calling. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I love everything that you said. Mentions want to emphasize those yes. points. So That's just good. going further into this ministry, I know seeing what we've done and what's what's been being done here. Yes. What would you say um, are some other passions and some burdens that you have in your personal life and your ministry just as a whole? Right. Uh, being a minister for God. I mean, you know, not even necessarily just being ordained, but everybody right. can be a minister, right. oh, a yeah. servant for God. Right. But what absolutely. would you say? Are the passions and the burdens that you have? All right. Well, my passion would be 
um, to bring somebody to heaven with me if I make it. Yes. Because the life is really about for you to get saved first, and you talked about that yourself. Because prayer, prayer, what prayer, what prayer really is about is about you connecting with God for you yes. for you to hear the heartbeat of God. If, if David in the Bible would have never been connected with God, he would have never heard the voice for him to go and fight uh, fight Goliath. We call him a giant, but the Bible never calls him a giant. The Bible calls him an uncircumcised Philistine. But see, David understood that if he go defeat this Goliath, defeat this uh, giant, he going to understand that he have to get connected with God. Because what happened was, with those, all those men or soldiers that was in the Bible that were scared to fight Goliath, it's not yeah. because they was really scared, it's, they wasn't connected with God. Because exactly. if you get connected, if you wow. get connected with God, God will give you power. Because the Bible says that that He gives us power of a sound mind, love, and you know all these things. So if they if they would have got connected with God, they would have been in the same place where David was and be able to defeat Goliath. But see, what happened was they didn't have a relationship, and, and they didn't have a relationship with God. And when you don't have a relationship with God, it's for it's for you. It's hard for you to be able to hear what God is saying, because that goes with physical uh, physical friendship. If you have a friend that you don't really communicate with you're probably not going to be a good friend to them because if they call you you hang yes. up they call you you know you don't answer the phone or you're not there for them that relationship not going to be strong but see when you have a, a relationship with god you can hear god's voice you can hear god's voice uh heartbeat so what i would say that the biggest ministry in my life really is for me to to give myself right first and for me to bring somebody with me and that starts with home that starts with family the people you see every day because as i realized the ministry i just did ministry my first time when i started ministry there's things that i've learned in my ministry and when i first started love you know you get so caught up with preaching to a large crowd that you forget yes. people that you see every day and that's where p7 became a big part of my life because those students that i see every day they changed my life they changed the whole impact of my ministry yes. because you know if i see them every day but i'm preaching to a whole church the whole kind of but then I go back to school and I don't really witness to them. What yes. am I doing? There's something wrong. There's something wrong with, with ministers all around. We can preach the whole, like a lot of generations. We preach to people who are already saved. Are already saved. But then we don't go back to the highways and then pull them out of the fire. Yes. And so the biggest impact, the biggest thing that convicts my heart is for me to never get up and preach to, to a church that's already saved and to the people that's dying, lost in schools and college and, and workplaces. So what I would say, the biggest thing is for me to reach somebody. Even if I could reach one, the Bible talks about the heaven rejoices over one sinner that yes. comes to repentance. So it's not about so many, but it's about the one individual soul that you come in contact with, that you tell them about the love of Jesus and you reach for them. So the biggest thing in my life right now is for me to reach as many people as I can. You know, for, for, yes. the preaching is great, singing and playing instruments, all that stuff is great. But what are you doing with the people that you see every day? Ooh. And that's what that's the biggest impact. That's what I want to grow more. I want to grow more about reaching somebody that's next to me. Tell yes. them about the love of Jesus. Tell them that God can heal them, deliver them from sin, and that's what I want to do for my the rest of my life. Is just keep reaching people, and, and you yes. know, titles will come and anointing will flow and everything. But it starts with you reaching somebody that you see every day. So that's the biggest ministry that I would say is very important to me right now. You are preaching right now. I mm -hmm. love what you said about getting connected to God, and I think yes. I'm seeing a connection between some of the points that you're making too, because you're talking about being connected to yes. God. We talked about prayer is yes. power. And two, when you when you're communicating with God, it's communication. Oh, that yes, is not right. you tell God something, you leave. Right. You have to tarry yeah. in order to receive yeah, right. anything from Absolutely. God. Because not only, I know I heard one person say, uh, some preacher, uh, they were not Holy Ghost filled, <laughs> but they said, if you want to hear the word of God, read the book out loud, and that's right, true. Right. But God does speak to you. He does. He does speak to you, but it's in a still, small yes. place. So, so many times we can get caught up in a one-way yeah. communication right. and we oh, don't yeah. receive nothing. Right. But it's when you 
preparing. Yes. You're patient in the prayer. Absolutely. Room. You even get quiet for a little bit. Oh, yeah, and you see, do. You know, because, yeah. you know, and God will speak to you about a lot oh, of he stuff. Does. He speaks more than you think. He does. And I say this all the time. Uh, half the time when he's speaking, he speaks to you about little stuff. Oh, yeah. Put that burger down. Yeah. Turn that TV Come on. Yeah, he does. Put, take that thing off because yeah. you know that ain't modern. You right. know, it'd be yeah. just, you know, and it may be something like, you know, but, you know, I know this, but for you, you yeah. know better. Than right. <laughs> you yeah, know absolutely. better than to do that. Right. So, when you get into that quiet place and you get connected to God, yes. it's a two-way thing. You're oh, actually yeah. able to receive. Right. When you connect to God, I know we were even talking about it today yeah. just with some lessons. Right. You know, even for me, I've finally started to get to the place to where, you know, it's not about your wisdom. Yeah. It's not about being an eloquent right. speaker. But if I can get my prayer oh, right yeah. and I can get what God wants yeah. to speak through me, yeah. you know, it don't matter what I have or right. what I God can speak right. through. Oh, I yeah. need to make sure my, and you said get myself right. Yeah, Cause it's yeah, a, you yeah. have to get the beam yeah, out your you own do. eye. Absolutely. Yeah. In order to see right. what, see in the spirit. Yeah. To see, you know, and really, right. I would even go as far to say to hear as yeah, well. Hear. Because yeah, I know even when I hear our youth pastor now, brother yeah. Brandon, you know, he'll even stop and oh, be yeah. like, hold on, somebody's struggling with this right, right now. Yeah, you gotta we be need to pray right now. You, you're sensitive, yeah, you but be sensitive. how are you going to be sensitive if you got all the, you right. still got the beam in your yeah, eye? Yeah, and the pride and everything. Yeah, yeah so you have to get rid of your pride. Right, you that, that's a quick, show enough way to fall. Yeah. You got to get rid of stuff, a lot of stuff. Yes. You got to empty yourself. Yes. And then what you were saying too, a meaningful relationship yes. with people, but if you get a re- meaningful yeah. relationship with the creator, oh, yeah. how much easier is it right. to have a meaningful relationship yes. with the creation? Right. It flows. Yes. It, it, the order priority. It does. It, the okay. commandment is love God yeah. and then love your neighbor. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Love God first. Yes. And some people might try to love their neighbor. And some people, I've even seen, um, and even in my own life, yeah. without having a meaningful relationship with God, when you go out and try to do an outreach event. Yeah. Or something like that, if you even do. Because, right. you know, sometimes, you know, you in the church yeah. will be like, I ain't going out. Right. <laughs> That's one of the most important ministries yeah, out it there. Is. Absolutely. But even within your daily life, outreach, whatever, we yeah. can be to the point to where it's like, oh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm in. God mode. Like, right. I'm in church mode or a uh-huh. minister mode, right. and then we just kind of switch on and off. And that's not a meaningful relationship. Really not. But discipleship, when Jesus was talking about the Great Commission in yes. Matthew 28, he right. said, teach, right. baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and then teach right. again. Oh, now, we yeah. know that name is Jesus, right. but we, I'm just quoting oh, yeah. the scripture for yeah. what it says. That's it says, good. teach, baptize, teach. Right. So, it don't stop with you getting yeah. baptized. And, okay, could, go right. on. You we ain't leaving no newborn right. babies in Christ. We have to keep establishing that meaningful right. relationship but how are we even going to know what to say right unless we're connected to that's god because he will give you that word oh, yeah, in the due season because yes. you could talk about nothing you could be talking about nothing now that's better than yeah. not even investing in anything right. at all but getting yourself right that's will good. really give you the wisdom that he, right. <laughs> that was preaching about today Come on. Uh, but he will give you the wisdom to speak and to build those important relationships right. in fact now that we're talking about uh building and wisdom yes you know we have to get connected to God, the fear of the Lord is the yes. beginning of oh, wisdom. wisdom right? And the thing is, when you read throughout the Bible, wisdom is very synonymous with building things. Yes. Throughout Exodus, he always, whoever had the spirit of wisdom, which yes. is part of the spirit of God. Right. And so that's why I can't get behind this whole Trinity thing yeah. because it says very clearly in Revelation that the Lamb right. had seven eyes and yes. those were the seven spirits right. of God. Yes. So, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. No, he's much bigger right. than that. He's but at much. the end of the day, he's yeah. one. He's, he's one. one God. Right. So you cannot live in him to maturity. But just talking about him pouring out of his spirit. Right. Wisdom. When people were full of the spirit of wisdom in Exodus, yes. he always found people, it says specifically, full of the spirit oh, yeah, of yeah. wisdom. Yes. 
not just any kind of wisdom, but right. wisdom of God, right. in order to build for, and make the designs yes. and stuff like that. Right. And now we are master builders for oh, the yeah. kingdom. Yes. And even that, we're building relationships right. with people. Right. You need wisdom from God. Yes. How are you going to do that if you don't fear the Lord? Right. How are you going to do that if you ain't praying right. and I stuff preach. like that? So just mm. what you were saying there, it's all about that love to God. Get yourself right yeah. first. Love God. Obey yeah. him, his commandments absolutely. first. For your life and where he's leading you, and yes. he will lead you oh, yeah, into being connected and all that other absolutely. stuff. So I love That's everything good. that you said there. Yes, sir. So just continuing on, what else are you involved in outside? I know I've mentioned a few things, but like just tell some people what you're involved in, not just for the church, but also for the community. What would, what else are you involved in? All right. Well, we talked about so many of them. We talked about yes. P seven. We talked about the African ministry. Other things that I'm involved. You know, I'm involved with like just being a friend here at the church and everything. Um, being a servant. You know, be the yes. Bible talks about being a servant. You know, instead of having all these titles, you know, sometimes you got to be a servant. Um, I don't want to get to too much to what I do because you know I don't want to brag or anything or you right. be prideful. But uh, I'm involved in so many things, so many ways because I just let God use me anyway. You know, if we're not available for God, who are we going to be available for? So you know, from a long time ago, I made up my mind that I'm gonna be available for God. So like right now, I'm driving a van, bringing the uh, children to church uh, because I believe that there, there's something that happened when you just put yourself out there and say, "God, use me. You use whatever you want." So yes. other things that I'm involved, I drive the van, I bring the children to church and everything, get involved with them, and you know, try to talk to them and see because you know some of them kids that come to church, as you're saying, yes. you know, they have like a strong, like a uh, struggle child home and everything right. so me them coming to church actually helped them because this is probably the most safest place they feel you know yes. if they can feel safe they can feel love so I feel like driving a van made me a better minister too as you really can see because it, you know it's more than just preaching and everything there's so many ways cleaning the bathroom and it's a you, lifestyle it's a lifestyle you gotta be committed to it because if you're not committed to it then you're gonna feel like it's a burden on your shoulders but more when you, it, also, it all goes back with love when you love God all these things that you do, it will become more out of love instead of out of, I have to do this, why me? And it honestly becomes easy, it becomes You don't easy even too. really think about it right. after a while. This is what I do. This is who I am. And it just becomes part of your identity. And so instead of complaining about it, you are enjoying it. And you are proud yes. to be doing that. So I feel like it would just go all over. If we started becoming more thankful for what God has blessed us with, you know, because if I didn't have arms and no legs, then I wouldn't be able to do what I do. But see, if you look deeper than I have this, body functioning and moving so I can do what God called me to do. And sometimes it's the little things that will help you realize that if you can't do the little thing, God won't trust with the big thing. And that goes in the Bible that God gave this man to go out and they use what they have. And, and you know, you've got to use the little that he gives you. And I just realized in my life that when you give God your little, he can turn it out and make it for big. But you've got to learn how to give God your little and everything. So I'm just involved all over the place because I just want God to use every part of me. Yes. And I want to give all my energy and who I am to him because at the end of the day we belong to him he made us to worship him he made us to he created us for us to be there and to be used by him so when i look through my life i just want all my part all my availability to be used by god and for his glory and for him to just have his way in me yes and i love what you said there just about being a servant and really being a servant is all about meeting the need it is you know what is needed you know it's not about having a title per se right and two i remember um i brought um, one of my friends on his name is josiah rojas 
And he specifically said something. I have no real title. He does right. a bunch of stuff. And he said, I really don't have yeah, a title and right. I have no desire for right. one. And I just love the way he put yeah. that. Because it's not about, and that's one thing too. People want the title of yeah, minister, not realizing that title means right. minister literally means to serve. Yeah, to be a servant. Not just to preach. It yeah. means to serve. But then where are people at the work right. days? Where are people at, the, you yeah, know, the stuff absolutely. servant? Or even, you know, it's not about where the, the stuff that is seen, you already have rewards yes. for this. But the stuff that's not seen is right. where, oh, yeah. that's what proves the character. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that yeah. was preached about that today, was. too. He was. You know, having yeah. the wisdom of God and living in it. Yeah. Living in that love of God. Oh, yeah. And you have to have that prayer life in order for absolutely. it to be natural. Right. You know, and not something forced. Yeah, something for you to like, love what you do. Yes. Absolutely. So, I know I do this about halfway through every podcast. So, yes. get a little bit serious, not serious. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but... I ask this question every podcast, so I'm going to let you know you have about five seconds. Okay. So I'm going to count down five seconds after I finish the question. But if you have, you ready for this? Yes, I'm All right. ready. All right. So you have a Solomon encounter with God. God asks you for anything that you want. What would you ask for? Just, can you say the question one more time? A Solomon encounter. Like King Solomon? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. King Solomon, uh, when God encountered him and he said, hey, what do you want? Whatever you right. want. What would you ask for? I probably just say wisdom, 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 or like love. Can you wisdom. say more than one thing or just one thing? Just one. One thing, probably just wisdom. Wisdom. And then why, why, why would you say that specific? Because wisdom. You were, I, I just got to say this too. I didn't even get a chance to say five. Most of the time I'm like five. <laughs> I really. Most uh, of the time I'm out here. I'm like oh, you five, yeah. four, three. But I do have you say that question again, so that kind of made you yeah. give me more chance. So to I did. I, g- I gave you a little bit. So, but you were quick, so <laughs> I think you that, that's still kind of hurt my father. Well, when you said Solomon, it made me think of what he asked for and everything. Yeah. And, and wisdom, I feel like that would be one of the greatest things because, you know, you got to have wisdom in everything you do. You know, we yes. talked about love, we talked about prayer, but at the same time, you got to do those things sometimes out of wisdom. You know, we, you don't want to love people out of foolishness. You know, love people way to a point that they just don't even see love. Because you can do love in a certain context that it becomes out of love. Even though you think you're doing in love, sometimes you can love you can love I'm not trying to I'm trying to find the best way to say it your intentions your are right intentions but the way it right, comes off is wrong the way it comes off is wrong yes. right so wisdom that's when wisdom comes in place you know I, I'm gonna love this person but I'm gonna do it out of wisdom too because I don't wanna get it to get it to inside outside of the context of love even though my intentions are right or godly love or, or anyway godly love, right. <laughs> exactly so I feel like wisdom comes in and everything it's in prayer too you know when you have a you know you to go praying and everything you know you wanna make sure you, you're praying in wisdom sometimes because you don't wanna get out kind of prayer you know even though your intentions in prayer might be right but right. you got to be careful how you, you know laying hands on people you got to be careful yes. of, of you know how you how you know your personal everything you got to be like you got to use wisdom yes. so i feel like wisdom goes with everything it goes with love and, and prayer and ministry and everything so wisdom is like one of the biggest things that can you can apply apply that to every part of your ministry so i feel like wisdom will play a big part of if if i ask god God, what would you want me to give me? And I would say wisdom. I feel like you can apply that to every part of your ministry. Yes. And I know a lot of people say, uh, what is the saying? Like, you learn from experience. You, from you don't experience. always have to experience right. something to learn. Oh, yeah. Because wisdom is a combination of yes. knowledge and understanding. Yes, right. It's not just one or the other. And it's really, you know, it can be experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you don't always have to. You right. can learn. Yeah. Uh, you can learn the Eastern way. Yeah, all the way, right. And if you learn just the Follow what God says bad as well. Right. You don't have to fail. Right. You know, failure is a great teacher. Right, it is. But you don't have, you don't to, have fail to fail. You can learn from the beginning. Yes, and right. wisdom gives you 
application. It, it, it helps you to learn how to apply the things yeah. you've learned right. properly. Yeah, properly. And right. the wisdom of God is not the same as the wisdom oh, of the yeah, world. Right. The wisdom of God is foolishness to the world, oh, yeah. and the wisdom of the world is foolishness to God. Oh yeah. So God may lead you to do something that's full, seems foolish, right. but He got. Like, look at the scripture right, right here. That's okay, good. that's biblical. Right. Let's biblical. do it. Let's right. go forward. That's good. You know so. And then even talking about wisdom being used to build yes. as well. It's yes. application. Oh, yeah. You got so you need will, yeah. wisdom to apply your faith right, as well. Absolutely. And like we said, you need to make sure you have the right wisdom right. too. Because I've seen people be like, well, we don't want to go do this ministry because we want to use wisdom. Right. Like, no, that's that, fair. That's, that's make, foolishness. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's wisdom out of the context of wisdom. Yes. Right. So the wisdom of God oh, specifically. God, absolutely. I love that. Yes. So, yeah. You were quick. I like that. That was good <laughs> stuff right there. So, just continuing on to the next part, how would you say your life is like a disciple, personally? Being a disciple? Yes. All right, being a disciple, that's good. Um, when Jesus called his disciples, they was fishing. And, you know, Jesus, was, he, Peter was fishing with uh, James, his brother, and everything, they were fishing. And they became disciples, but... In order for them to become disciples, they had to leave what they was doing. They had to drop oh. the, the fish and everything. Instead of becoming fishes of the fish, they become fishes of man. So being a disciple really means that if you're going to become a disciple of Jesus Christ, you're going to have to leave some things of this word. Right. You know, they might not be sin. Fishing, there was, there was nothing wrong with fishing. There was not a sin. But what happened was when you follow Jesus, you got to lay everything aside and you got to follow him with all your heart. So be, being a disciple to me is like, I got to learn every day to like, you know, Bible talk about uh, the the pick up your cross daily right. and follow him. So I feel like being a disciple really means that you've got to let go of some things every day that you wake up, you know, to become a better disciple because disciple, you just don't become a disciple one day. Disciple is something that you can improve on as life goes on and your ministry grows and everything. So discipling for me is really like every day that I get up, there's some things I'm going to have to lay aside, let, let, let it go and watch God work in my life becoming a disciple and for you becoming a disciple you absolutely have to give more disciples so they yes. can join the movement of heaven and you know we all there's one goal in this life there's one goal and all of us is trying to make heaven and being a disciple a good disciple is for you hey i'm going to i'm going to heaven and i want you to come with me and you start teaching and discipling and, and you know telling them about the love of jesus christ so i feel like that's what disciple really means to me it's for me to lay everything aside of me and follow jesus and they bring somebody with me yes and i feel like a lot of people have a hard time yes laying their desires right. down and putting oh, yeah. on god's desires yes. even talking about the word maybe for example conviction yes you know the bible never mentions the word conviction. it doesn't it mentions the desires of the spirit right. it says you're flesh lust against the spirit and your spirit desires against the flesh yes so a lot of times when we get i don't i think uh, and i remember when i read this again i was like you know what i think i'm gonna start calling them this and not just my it's, it doesn't right. say your spirit's desires right. it says the, the spirit right. desires right and that the, the desires of your flesh the lust of your flesh that produces specificness all sorts of craziness yes. but the desires of the spirit, it produces love, joy, yeah. peace, oh, yeah. long suffering, yes. gentleness, goodness, right. faith, meekness, temperance. Yes. So that's one thing that you can measure. Am oh, yeah. I actually following or am I right. acting like I'm following right. God? And then two, what you're saying too about laying it down, you yes. know, laying down your desires yeah, you and getting his. I know one thing I've been talking with some friends about. We've had a passion for revival yes. looking at Azusa Street and we've been saying right. that at this church. Yes. You know, I don't know if oh, everybody yeah. can see right. it, but I, I, there's a difference between oh, yeah. when I left for summer and I came yeah, back this right. year. And then even our pastor bringing yeah. back prayer into the sanctuary. Yes. Yeah, I've noticed every yeah. 
weak, it, the services get more powerful. Yes. But I've, I've, my friend encouraged me to get a book on Azusa by Frank Bartleman. Oh, okay. uh, shout out to Tess. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we had her on the podcast a few weeks ago. But uh, that book really reminded me, you know, I didn't necessarily need that per se, but yes. just looking at the Azusa Street Revival and right. then looking back at Pentecost. Yes. It, they literally were prayer meetings. Right, prayer meetings. And just another thing, too, we've been getting into prayer, but we've also been laying things down. We've yes. been willing to sh- change yes. things and sacrifice. And another yes. thing, we were talking about revival with prayer. Yes. The thing is, revival is never mentioned in the Bible. You want right. to know what it is, though? Yeah. Resurrection right. power. And yes. resurrection power. Resurrection, the definition of that, includes revival. Right, it does. But right. it also includes the added element of death. Right. And a lot of people don't want to let the things that need to die, die. Or even things that don't necessarily are considered sin. Okay, let me, right. let my will die. Let my yes. way die. Yes. And what you're talking about, I'm willing to forsake it all. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what Jesus said. Are you willing yeah. to lay it all down right. and pick right. up a cross? Right. You know, me. lay, lay right. down my... Lamborghini yeah, and pick up a right. cross, and hard, lay down my right. pleasures and take suffering. Yeah. What do you mean? Right. But it says through that death, it says a seed has to die first yes, in order to become does. wheat, right. to become the harvest. So every time you die, you're going, that's how Jesus himself, yeah. he set that example. Right. When he died, it yeah. said then he was able to go on to glory. Right. The suffering was necessary yes, yes. to go on to glory. That's so that good. resurrection power, that's really right. what it is. Yes. It's more than just revival. Right. Stuff is dying in yeah, the process yeah, to, have to die. create yes. something new. So what you were saying there is perfect. We need that for revival, resurrection power. And that's all in line with that. So what tips or nuggets would you say based off of your own life? You know, we've talked a lot about your life. You have a lot of experience. So just for some people who are listening in, what tips, nuggets would you give to others just based off of your own life and your ministry? All right. Well, I feel like um, being a Christian, mostly when people become Christian, they're born again of the spirit, water, they're baptized and they have you know, everything going on, I feel like the biggest thing that we can work on is that we have to understand life is not going to be perfect. Right. Because I feel like when people become Christian, you know, they're expected to have it. You know, when they look at us with suit and tie, they expect our life to be perfect. But life is hard. You know, life in general is hard. Getting through life is hard. But what you have to understand is that, that it's, it's a lot easier to go through life with God than to go through life without God. Because when you go through life with God, Jesus said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. I will always be there. So when you go through life, you know, as the, probably like the new birth that might be listening, that just became a Christian or something, I, my encouragement to you would be like, just keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. The Bible talks about that a righteous man falls down seven times, yes. but he gets back up Amen. again. So this part of becoming a Christian, being apostolic, is there's going to be some days that's going to be harder than some other days. But when you understand that Jesus is with me, I can go through the storm. Yes. And you talked about it earlier today when you were teaching class. You said that Jesus was in the storm with them. And that right there could have just made them realize that Jesus is here. But even though he was still there, they still felt some type of fear and everything. He, he was sleeping. He was sleepy, taking a nap. But what you have to understand is that this life that I'm living, when days get hard, but I have Jesus, I will be able to overcome. So my biggest thing, but like an extra nugget that I would tell people is if you just became a Christian or if you've been in this for so long, there's going to be some days that's going to be challenging. There's going to be some circumstances that you don't understand. But when you understand that Jesus is with you, just that right there, Jesus is with you. You have to understand that he's going to help you get through life and get through everything in general. And be, because I just, like I said from the beginning, it's easier to go through this life with God than yes. to go through this life without God. And I feel like that would probably just be the biggest message I tell people. Just keep going. Keep trying. If you fall, get back up again because Jesus is with us and we're going to make it to the end. Amen. Amen. 
what you said about having life with Christ, yes. abiding in his love, yes. abiding in his way. Yes. It's just the li- to live is Christ yeah, and to die is gain. So if you ain't right. got Christ in your life, you're not living. Yeah, you're not, you're uh-huh. not living. Yeah, you're doing yet. something. Right. I don't but know what you're doing. You ain't living. But you ain't living. <laughs> right. That's, that's yeah. what I can tell you for a fact. Right. So I just love everything that you said here. Yes. So just as we begin to wrap up, I just want to ask if you could just close out this podcast yes. with some prayer. Whatever you It'll feel, burden on your heart, whatever. Yes. Just Yes. I'll hand it over to you. Right. Before I pray, I just want to say what's an honor being on this podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. It's been there's some things that I just learned just talking to you guys about this and you know, it's a privilege to be on here. And I wanna end this with prayer and you know, for God to be with us for the rest of you know this time that we're here. Uh so yes. if we could all bow our heads and pray, Lord Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity again to be in your house, God, and to be able to hear the word. God, I thank you for that you have been with us to this whole podcast and for your presence that have flow. Lord, we have felt you, God. There's no there's no limit to your presence, God. Just because we're on a podcast don't mean that your spirit can't fall. Just doesn't mean that you can't move, God. And we thank you for what we have felt. We really felt the presence of God. We felt the encouraging words going forward, God. God, I pray for a money that's over this podcast, God, that you would just give, give, give him strength, God. Give him wisdom. Give him knowledge to continue to lead people to Christ and, and help him to lead as many people as he can possibly get, God. And Lord, I pray for all those that might be listening right now or they're going to listen later on. God, I pray that you will put a burden inside of their heart to reach somebody else. Lord, help them to know that this life is not just all about ourselves, but God, that this life is about reaching somebody else to make heaven. Lord, help us to reach our families that we see every day. Help us to reach our classmates that we go to school with every day. Help us to reach our co-workers that we work with every day. Help us to take this life one day at a day. And help us to know that with you we can overcome. You said that I have overcome the word. Lord, help us to overcome that you did. You overcame with no sin. You overcame, God, with all power. God, I pray, God, that everybody that's listening on this podcast, that we will endure with power from high, that you would help us to overcome, help us to get to know your voice, help us to have a stronger relationship with you, God. Help us to know Christ and help us to pick up our cross and follow you every day of our life. And Lord, we pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So just one final note to leave off of the podcast. What vision do you have for the future, for your life, maybe for the church as large, for the youth? What vision do you see? Right. Well, I have shared this with like only a few people in my life, but I felt, I just felt fail for me to share right now but when I first got into the ministry and with the King of the ministry we started talking about you know I felt a call to be a missionary you know and that's not something that I take lightly that's something that I really don't talk about but I just felt the spirit to talk about it right now but but I just in my future I just want to be a soul winner and whatever God takes me, I, I'm going to be willingly available for God to use me. If that's me going back to my home country and preaching in Guanda, let yes. God have his way. If that's me staying here and maybe starting a church, being a youth pastor, however God wants me to use me, I'm going to be available. And I just feel that to share right now that if God is really tugging on your heart, telling you to do something, don't ignore the voice. And I know we close, but I don't want to take so much, no, so many points. But, but in the Bible, Moses and Aaron, the Bible says that when before Moses, uh, before Moses, instead of him speaking to the rock, the Bible says that he hit the rock, and we know the story. But being really quickly, before he did that, Moses and Aaron was in the presence of God. The Bible says yes. that the glory of the Lord appeared unto them, and they felt the presence of God. Right after being in the presence of God, 
Moses and Aaron disobeyed God. Mm. So which makes me know that when you disobey God in his presence, some things are not just birth. You've got to obey him, especially in yes. the presence of God. So I just felt like saying that right now that if you ever in the presence of God and God tells you to do something don't take that for lightly because of Moses disobedience he was never intended he to didn't go get to, all he, the way he didn't get all the way to the promised land because of his disobedience so I felt like if you ever get into the presence of God and God tells you to do something go and pray about it and say yes. God whatever you want me to do so in my future I just feel like God whatever he wants me to do I'm going to be obedient to his word and, and be yes. a soul winner that he want me to be yes and we know if you listen to this <laughs> podcast you know we uh, preach obedience very yes, hard because that is the definition of love to God. Yes. So receive that word right now. Yes. In Jesus. Those, <laughs> yes. This needed word. Yes. Thank you so much yes, for coming Thank on. You for like I said, you. I'm very happy to finally have you on. I know. Yes. I planned on having some people on, and then right. I didn't even know if it was going to be part of this podcast yes. anymore. And unfortunately, I was able to continue to be part of this. Right. And get some more guests on. Yes, sir. So I'm very honored yes, to have sir. you on. Thank you for having it's me. It's truly an honor. And yes, I pray that God blesses you. Yes, God's going to bless you for what you are so to the people who are going to yes, be listening. Sir. But yes, everybody that's listening, thank you guys for taking the time to listen to yet another interview episode. We have some more exciting stuff planned, but right now we just kind of going with what God has been leading. I know I've had my plans and every time I try to make a planned episode, something happens. The mic stops working. <laughs> the app start, stops working. And it's just like, I have to wait for God's direction. So I have my plans, but really, we just going with God's plans. So everything's been good. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks again. Yes, sir. Brother Thank Sam, you for having for coming me, coming on. It's been amazing. And until next time, I pray that you guys all have a blessed day. And God bless you, Jesus. Christ.